My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. It's the Breakfast Club, the world's most dangerous morning show. Hey! Angela Yee is kind of like the big sister that always pokes you in the forehead. <laughs> That's not how it goes? That's not how anything goes. Yemi's really like a robot. One of the best DJs ever. Believe that. Charlamagne is the wild card. And I'm about to give somebody the credit they deserve for being stupid. I know, that's right. <laughs> what is wrong with you? Oh. Listen to The Breakfast Club weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on 106.7 The Beat. Columbus is real hip-hop and R&B. Commencement Speeches for the Class of 2020 is a production of iHeartRadio. Class of 2020, parents, faculty, rising graduates, welcome to commencement. You made it. This year is a little different, a difficult time to graduate because the traditional graduation day has been put on hold. So we're bringing it to you, wherever you are, because this is still your day, your moment. And now put your hands together. It's time to be inspired. This year's commencement speaker, the one and only Sienna Miller. I never went to college, which leaves me at a slight disadvantage when it comes to delivering a commencement speech, given how I never actually got to have one myself. When I started to research just how to go about doing this thing, I watched commencement speeches by people like Steve Jobs, Nora Ephron, David Foster Wallace, Oprah, anything the internet had to offer. Every one of them was deeply inspiring, and I imagine going through that process would help, but alas. The speeches only compounded the feeling that I lacked credentials, and it took about a week of hiding under my bed until I remembered that what I really want to tell you today is not to let a feeling of inferiority dictate your decisions. Anyway, here you all are. I'm so sorry that you weren't together celebrating. And my heart goes out to you all and your families on this strange but magnificent day. I don't know you, but I'm proud of you all. I hope you share that pride and relish the feeling that comes with finishing something. That feeling will sustain you through life. It's one of the great ones and something that has helped to sustain my writing this speech, if only to get there. I began acting professionally at 21. I often look back at who I was at that age. It was so exciting. I was so naive. I think that combination gave me a head start in a very competitive industry. I was enthusiastic and curious. People liked that. It's been hard to hold on to in moments, but I often try to put myself back into the mindset I had then, where I imagine most of you are now. These are good qualities. Bottle them. 
I often spend time trying to figure out what it was about acting that I was so drawn to. As a child, I think I liked the idea of playing for a living. My mother would take us to the theatre and the ballet, and I was seduced by the magic and escapism of those experiences. I think I also had an urge to escape the overwhelming feelings I felt as a child. Being somebody else for periods of time felt exciting and a little relieving. As I got older and began to work professionally, my understanding of what it meant to tell stories for a living changed. I've always been innately curious about people. I find it difficult not to emotionally invest in almost anyone I come into contact with. I think it stems from some sort of excess of empathy, which can be an overwhelming amount of noise in moments, but useful to be in a profession where it's in fact a necessity to feel a human experience that isn't yours and try to bring that to life. I think art is really about fostering the connections between us, and I think those connections are about the most important thing we have. There is so much focus in the world on the I, the individual. We are encouraged to think about life through our lens, to post it, share it, advertise it. A lot of the true happiness I have felt has been when I shift my perspective away from myself and see others. For the past 10 years, I have travelled all over the world with an organisation called the International Medical Corps. They're an incredible NGO who provide healthcare to refugees in crisis zones. The perspective that this has given me in my own life is invaluable. Not only the great fortune of visiting places I might never have gone, but spending time with people who have very little and understanding just how fortunate my life has been. Our own problems can feel so overwhelming at times. Pull back. See yourself in the place you're in. See the town, the city, the state, the country, other countries, the world. We are part of a much larger universe than any of us know. And we can all draw strength from remembering that. I think the world is becoming increasingly distracting and I am pretty sure this is by design. The less autonomy we have over our own lives, the more controllable we are. The more convenience you are subscribing to, the less freedom you have. Push back. Struggle. It is almost impossible to appreciate real joy without having spent some time in sadness. Embrace all it is to be human. Be curious about other people. When you're overwhelmed, think about them. It could almost always be worse and it could almost always be better. Find peace in the in-between. My industry is an inspiring one, but it has not always been a place where women are respected equally with their male counterparts. This is a global issue. We still live in a rampantly patriarchal society. It is essential that as women we cultivate the sense of worth that we deserve to feel. I know it's hard. And although the world is beginning to shift, there are deep-rooted prejudices that exist around gender. Women represent over half the population. It is essential that the places you work in resemble that statistic. Be great leaders. Be the generation to really fight for equality. If you feel superior, get yourself in check. Respect the differences between men and women, people of colour, the LGBTQ community, and value the contribution of everyone to a workspace. If you start a company, let that company reflect the world as it is. We need leaders, especially in this moment, who do not marginalise, who listen, who care. 
be those leaders. A while ago, I turned down a project that I was passionate about when I learned that my male co-star was going to be paid more than double the salary I had been offered. I was forced to make a concession between my dignity and self-worth and a role I loved. I was being pressured to accept a value of myself which I knew was wrong. And albeit with real difficulty, self-judgment and even shame, I walked away from that part. And that changed something in me. It turned out to be a pivotal moment in my life, not because I took the part, but because I didn't. And at that moment, my worth was exactly the value I placed in myself. I guess what I'm saying is, stand up for yourself. Stand up for others. Stand up for what you know deep down is fair. So much success comes down to a sense of self-worth. Cultivate that strength as best you can. Don't value yourself based upon the responses you get from other people or some imagined perception of who you might be. And don't give yourself away to others. Hold on tight. This is your life and your experience. It goes so fast. Be kind on your way through it. When I was in labour, it occurred to me that the moments of intense pain were the moments my daughter was closer to being born. I felt like that was an important life lesson. The painful moments are probably pushing you towards a breakthrough of some kind. Get back up. And again. Be better than your parents. And feel pride that your children will be better than you. Oh. And put your phone down. You'll miss out on the better half of it all if you don't. Lastly, remember what one of my favourite writers, Simone de Beauvoir, once said. I accept the grand adventure of being myself. You can find a collection of incredible commencement addresses from all your favorite speakers at the Commencement Podcast on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts.